Welcome back to another episode of Dr. Me First. It's me, your doctor, colleague in medicine and coach in life, Dr. Aaron Wiseman. And I am with my beloved husband, Mr. Craig Wiseman. (laughs) We're coming at you with another episode on married to an alpha female. So here we go. about you guys but I am having a good time talking with my husband late at night recording podcasts wait until the kids go to bed yeah <laughs> talking your mic straight we've got it now yeah that's all better. right sorry sorry we're still learning out how to do this partner podcasting stuff it doesn't help whenever one of us has been doing it for a little bit and then and the she's other an alpha female yeah, and then the other one's a rookie <laughs> exactly exactly well, today in our episode of Mary to an Alpha Female, um, we want to share another story from our lives. One, because we think that there's probably other people out in the world who are going through this, currently going through it, have gone through it, or may go through it in the future, and to share the insights that we have learned from it, and then to pass those along to you. So... The conversation that I want to bring was one that we had early in 2019. Yeah. For setting it up, I transitioned away from the emergency room fall of 2018 and went full-time as an entrepreneur. You also, at the time, had been the farm manager for Wiseman Farms for about, I don't know, three years at that point. Yeah, probably around that. So we both entered into entrepreneurial, independent contractor life. Yes, Totally different step than being employed and on the dole. Yes. And it was like winter, yeah, winter, almost spring of 2019 when I was sitting down doing the checkbook and we typically do this together on Sunday nights. And I looked at you and said, the checking account is gone. And I was like, somebody steal it? And I was like, no, we've used it to pay all the bills. Things just got real. Yeah. But but at least we were current. That was the big deal. I oh, mean, yeah. It wasn't like we were behind on anything. No, we weren't behind, but I was freaked out. Well, and, 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 and maybe we need to make it clear that when you say that the checking account is gone. No, the savings account. The savings account was gone. The savings account uh, was six months of expenses. And so, I mean, we, we were sitting on a little bit of money, uh, you know, yeah, because that was part of my transition plan away yeah. from full-time clinical medicine is I wanted to make sure before I transitioned to feel more comfortable, I wanted to, you know, have six months of this expenses set yes. aside. And so yes. we, we had had that. But, you know, honestly, doing that plan, I really never thought that we would see zero, zero, zero in the savings account. Well, we, and then when it happened. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's It's pretty real moment in life. You know, it's. So, uh, hmm, yeah. Because we both come from pretty fiscally conservative families yeah, well, when it comes to money. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we don't use credit or credit cards. The only thing we have on loan is my brain, essentially, with student loans. Well. And our home. Yeah, mortgage. Yeah. So, so, it was a pretty real moment in our life, in our relationship. I mean, it's one that I still think of today. But. 
but at the same time, I mean, we didn't have a car payment, so you don't have you don't have a monthly payment like that. We didn't have we didn't have Dish TV or any no. any kind of payment for for that. I no, mean, we were still on a gift card for yeah. my dad for Netflix. So yeah. I mean, yeah, we we'd really trimmed down our expenses. We had you know, batting down the hatches. We were really watching like the grocery budget and everything, but it was a really scary moment for me oh, when yeah. Yeah. it was like, shit. Yeah. It was, it was disappointing. You know, when you, when you, th- I mean, we saw it coming clearly, mm-hmm. you know, it's not like it just happened. One it night. was draining. Yeah. Yeah. And, but when you finally do run to the end of it, do you remember that comment that you made to me though? Like in the middle of my spazzing out? <laughs> no, not offhand. Uh, it was, Aaron, isn't this what savings are for? To yeah. use it when you need it? Yeah. And that really helped get my head back in the right space and was like, yeah. And it also helped me recognize that I was using that bank account as security. Like it was my security blanket. Yeah. And it also showed me where I may have been not doing the business how I really needed to run the business because I was always depending on like, oh, we'll be okay because we can dip into the savings account. Yeah. Yeah. And then like when it wasn't there anymore, one, I went a little overzealous because then I was like, oh my God, I got to go back into clinical medicine. Remember I was like up at like midnight and like looking at jobs and I was like, oh shit, I'm going to have to go back in the system. Um, But then it turned out okay. Like, we made some adjustments. Yeah. We figured out how to make some money and make the ends meet. You know, looking back as a year in review, like the power never went off. The kids were never no. hungry. We never got behind on any bill no. whatsoever. But it was a really real moment to be like, are we in or out? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think that was defining. And then it was also one of those moments, too, like, because we both said that. Like, I remember you telling me, you're like, well, I'll go get a job off the farm. And I was like, no, in the reasons I gave you were the same reasons you gave me why I shouldn't go back into like full-time yeah. employed medicine was like, we really like our schedule now. We're doing good as a couple. You're doing good as an individual. The it kids are good. good with the kids. Yeah. It was, you know, and it just recognizing that like, really that for sure in our lives, money doesn't make us happy. Yeah, it was, it was, we had made monetary sacrifices so that we could have better family life and uh and it was working for us right and it still does today it does i mean of course i always want more and i always you know well yeah but that's just i think my personality too that i always want to keep stretching and i want to get back up to that level where i once was as a physician and I guess I just recognize now, like, that may or may not happen, but the life that we have is the one that we want. Yes, I agree totally. Um, just just being around the kids and, you know, the kids love it whenever you go and pick them up from school on occasion. Oh, my gosh, and they really love that. Yes, oh, it's big time to the boys. And Catherine likes, likes it whenever you drive her and drop her off at preschool. By herself, yeah. Yes, and, and so, I mean, we're able to do some of these things. You know, I get to go to my schedule. first school christmas party here this yeah. december in, in, which is really exciting yep. never been able to do that and i wouldn't be able to do that before just with my schedule and everything so i guess you know even though it was like the terror of the bank account being empty yeah all the months since we've been okay every single month you know we think well 
how's it going to work out? And it does. Things work out. So thinking about this, like from our own perspective, what would you give, what advice would you give the couple out there who's like thinking about making this kind of transition like we did? Well, I think they're going to have to be realistic with themselves and understand up front, hey, this is probably more than likely going to happen. We're going to, we're going to chew through this. What do we do? And, you know, maybe decisions need to be made ahead of time. If you've not, maybe I think well, they yes, do, need, they to do need to be made ahead of time, you know, you know and, and, and you can try and stretch that out as long as you can. Well, and I think too, like before making the transition, like seeing what are the nice to haves and what are like the absolute must haves yeah. and trimming that stuff off. Yeah. Cutting the fat off the yeah. bone. And I, you know, we didn't have a vehicle payment. You know, but if we had, we would have sold oh, that yeah, vehicle just and we would have just got a beater. Sold it and yeah. you know, bought something that we could pay for. You know, maybe not necessarily a beater, but I mean, just something that we could we could afford, you know. Right. Well, I think it's too, it's like getting really real about what you're getting ready to step into. Because if you can't face what it is, you're obviously not going to flourish in it. So we knew like. I always give this example, no longer going to the fancy grocery store. Yeah. I was going to go to ruler. And we, we, we backed off eating out, you know, we oh, didn't totally eat out as much. Off. Yeah. You know, used to, we'd, we'd go to town and go to the grocery store and then swing through uh, and get Dairy Queen on the way home, something like that. Milkshakes for the kids. And, you know, we, Hey, that's not happening anymore. Right. And, you know, those were, those were painful things to drop, you know, but it's just, decisions that you have to consciously make yeah and i think that's the word conscious like consciously making those decisions and seeing like sometimes we all pack our lunch you know when we're going somewhere or you know we did take a vacation this year but we really looked at things ahead of time and you know knew okay this is the amount of money and didn't splurge beyond that which we kind of had done that before but i think it was another thing too is to learn to like just really trust ourselves, trust yeah. ourselves in our ability to make money, but then also handle money. Yeah. We, we drove to vacation instead of fly. We'd like to have flown. Then you got to rent a car when you get there. You well, know, not just, we just that drove. though. I mean, I think I'm talking more from like the life coachy perspective of really just like owning your habits and owning like that mental thought processing, like, Oh my God, we have nothing. Yeah. But in reality, like being conscious about it and know, like, no, we have a lot of things. Yeah. We were still, we still had a lot. It's just that, you know, in the, in, in the savings account, there wasn't very much at all. If, if at all. And, and it's realizing that and, and counting the things that you do have versus maybe the things you don't have. Well, and don't you think too, and you know, this is very extremely hard for me, but in those moments asking for help, like I remember going to your parents and asking them because Camden needed some new shoes at that time to, to ask them like, yeah. and, and they were so happy to do it. They oh yeah. Really they were thrilled to. to buy, buy him some sneakers. But I, that was a very humbling moment yeah, for me. They love to, uh, you know, they loved it. Well, the kid runs through shoes anyways. It's like, Hey, can you get him some shoes? Yeah, but they were, I'm they just saying though, shopping. Like, they thought it was a great big deal. That was a big deal for me to be like, okay, there's no extra money in the savings account. We didn't budget for shoes this month. Just the, the asking. The asking yeah. for help. Yeah, yeah. Was, was humbling at that point. And, but it's still good. And I mean, I think, like you said, they got enjoyment out of it and seeing that and realizing that 
you know, battling that mental thought that like, oh, we're being a mooch. Yeah. In realizing that that was not the case. That was just my brain lying to yeah. me. Yeah. As far as with that. What would you give as far as encouragement for couples who are going through a transition right now and they're almost at the bottom of their savings? What would you encourage them to to do or say? Just just start the real conversations early. Don't wait till it happens, you know. I mean, hey, you know, and, and we we did that as well. You know, it was, you know, the, the day hit and you said, hey, this is empty. But the month before, I said, hey, this is down so much, you know, weeks before, I don't know, probably a couple months before we talked about how it kept dropping and dropping and dropping. And, and so we knew where we were headed and we were very realistic about that. And I think you just need to start having those realistic conversations earlier instead of later. Well, and I think too, then not just having the realistic conversations, but being like, okay, these are the action steps that we're doing next. Getting, Getting a plan together, getting agreement on it. You know, it can't be one person thinking, oh, this is the plan. And the other person's like, oh no, we're fine still. I mean, it, it's got to be, it's got to be, you know, clearly communicated between both well, of them. Well, because I think we b- kind of both went into a tailspin at that point, too, because like me, I was like up looking for clinical jobs and I was going to go do locums in, in yeah. Indianapolis. And you were like, why the fuck would you do that, Aaron? Like that just screws up our whole family dynamic. <laughs> yeah, I was like, the kids, the kids aren't going to see you any. Why are you leaving? What, yeah. what are you doing here? And then you thought about going and working for like UPS. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, why would I, you do that? I was like, well, I'll get up. I'll get up at 2 a.m. And, and, and you're like, I thought you liked helping get the kids on the bus in the morning. Yes. I thought you were helping me in the morning. So, you know, so then having like realistic action steps from them. Because, I mean, then that's what we did. We were like, okay, worst case scenario, A, this is what we're doing. Worst case scenario, B, yeah. this is what's going to happen. C, this is what's going to happen. And then like elicited trusted advice, like our financial advisor, you know, we were talking to him like, okay, how do we liquidate some of these funds yeah, if, if we, we need to, take money out of, yeah, you know, and, and just looking at other uh, options as far as with that. And so I think that's good advice. And so what would you say to the people like us who's like been through it and like, you know, we've done the entrepreneurial journey and we're getting ready to start into a new year. And it's like, oh, are we? <laughs> high five, brother. High five, man. <laughs> big hugs. Big hugs. You made it, right? Yeah. yeah and, it's, and it's, you know, a lot of life is a struggle. I mean, I, sometimes people think it's supposed to be easy. And, and, and you know, you've got to put your nose to the stone. You've got to work at things. and You know, but it's different, though. When it's a struggle that you choose yeah. and you want to do like my business and then you with the farm, yeah, it's still a struggle, but it's meaningful. Yes, yes. Versus being burned out and that kind of struggle. Yeah, when your heart's in it, I mean, it goes a long, long way. So, yeah, I would encourage people to like pick your struggle. I think that's very good advice. Well, there you have it. Another episode of Married to an Alpha Female. Thanks again to my husband for volunteering to do this project with me. We really are having a blast at night recording podcasts together. And we would really love to hear from you. What would you like us to talk about? We kind of live our lives as an open book. So we're more than happy to share about any stories, struggles, funny points that we've had along this journey so that it can encourage and inspire you. 
So if there's something you're going through with your partner or spouse and you want to know if you're the only one that's happened to, send an email to me and me and Mr. Wiseman will get right on it and get some new podcast episodes out exactly on what you are wishing for. So drop me an email, which it's in the show notes if you need it, Wiseman at gmail.com and we will be on it. I also want to give another plug because we're getting close to 2020. I have two spots left for the mastermind, the Dr. Me First Mastermind. We have six amazing women physicians already. It's a small group. It's just eight because I think it's important to keep the group size small, but I have two more spots. So if you've been rolling it around, thinking about it, let me tell you, you have a spot waiting for you. We've already started interacting as a group and it is phenomenal. So stop you thinking about it. Get your booty signed up. Start 2020 off with a bang like none other. All right, my friends. Well, happy holidays. This is some of the last podcast episodes I'll be launching before we go into the Christmas season. I just want you to know that you have made my 2019 absolutely phenomenal. Even though we talk about some of the struggle points of it, there's some high points too. And it's because of you and the community that I've gotten to know through Dr. Me First. So thank you so very much. And please remember, your life, your calling, your pulse matters. Bye.